welcome to Squid Pro Quo, a Squid Game podcast where there are only three rules. One, a player is not allowed to stop podcasting. Two, a player who refuses to podcast will be eliminated. And three, the podcast may be terminated if the majority agrees. I'm Sean. I'm Mike. Boom. I almost missed you there. No, 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 you did good. You did good. We are the Squid Boys. Squid Boys in the house. Squid Boys. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you jumped for that. Because as I was saying, we're the Squid Boys. I was like, it'd be real good if, if Mike like jumped in after. I was like, Squid oh, Boys. Yeah, dude. dude, we are and Squid just, Boys, though. We are Squid Boys. It's, it, it's true. Look at the email. <laughs> it proves yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Squid Boys uh, SPQ at gmail.com if you want to email us at all. Um, yeah. And just maybe say hello, you know? Sean, have you ever eaten squid? I've never had squid. I'm not a big seafood person. I'm not either. But let me tell you. I do like some fried calamari. Okay. It's very chewy, but the flavor is good. It's like a chewy onion ring. <laughs> so connected to that, but completely off topic from the show. Uh, I, I, on, on, I, there's a really good Italian place near my work. Okay. And so I, I got some Italian on, on Thursday and oh, I, beautiful. you know, I get, I get, I get a spaghetti marinara. Okay. I, Okay. I'm not I'm not big on the meatballs or the or the whatever and they, with it, you know, they they got a veal spaghetti thing. I, I get a plain spaghetti marinara. Okay. Well, I, they I got I get my thing. It looks like they gave me some meatballs. Okay. They they gave me some sort of a fried something. Okay. And I was like, "Okay, these look like meatballs. It's fine, whatever. I I don't want to drive back there and like be like, "No, this isn't what I wanted. I'll eat the meatballs. It's fine." I start to eat them and I'm like, man, these are not meatballs. These taste so weird. And I'm like, oh God. And and the and the spaghetti tastes weird too. Everything it's like infected the whole thing. And I, you know, I ate I, I ate some of the spaghetti. I, I put the, the fried pieces to the side and I and I ate the spaghetti and, and I brought it home because I my my grandparents will eat it or whatever. And I a day later or whatever, my one of my grandparents eats it for leftovers and they're like I'm really surprised you got you got spaghetti with shrimp. Oh, I hate shrimp, Mike. Oh, shrimp is terrible. I so much. I'm Bugs like, of the sea, dude. I'm like, I'm sorry. And they're like, yeah, the the thing. I was like, I thought those were like weird meatballs. And they're, they're like, I was like, they looked weird, but I thought it was just like, I mean, they were fried to hell. So I just assumed technically they, whatever. they were like meat. Yeah, but but not <laughs> not anything I wanted. And I was like, oh, that's why it, it tasted so seafoody. Yeah. But this was a long, useless story that stemmed out of you asking me if I if I like squid. I mean, you don't like like chicken parm? Uh, no, I'll, I'll eat it. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I prefer a plain spaghetti marinara. Hmm. But okay. sometimes every so often I'll be like, you know what? Cut up a sausage, throw it in Sp- there. Spaghetti you know? marinara, the, the missionary of pasta foods. <laughs> you, you could say that. You could say that. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know who would. Uh, <laughs> I don't know who would. I really got myself would. with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Who, I, I, I don't know who would compare a type of <laughs> a sexual position uh, to a type of food. Okay, it's the vanilla ice cream. Yeah, sure. That like that's an apt comparison, right? Um, yeah. If you want more unhinged comparisons like that, there's a link in the episode description 
to join the Super Spaghetti Bros Discord. Yes. Which hosts a plethora of podcasts, including this one, where you guys can not only talk about whether you think Spaghetti Marinara is the missionary of ice of ice cream of 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 spaghetti. Spaghetti um, Marinara is the missionary of ice cream. <laughs> what? Dude, my my plug was going so well. I transferred into it so smoothly. Like I was really impressed with myself, and then I just fucked the whole thing. The I I don't even I don't even know how to. Um... <laughs> Anyways, join the I don't Discord. Even know where to go from there on that. <laughs> <laughs> Join the Discord where you can talk about Squid Pro Quo. You guys can talk about all this kind of stuff and more. There's lots of stuff in there and lots of cool people, including including a lot of people that if they listen to this will never let me live down. Spaghetti being the missionary of ice cream. Yes. Yeah, that's that's never going away. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a Squid Game podcast <laughs> where <laughs> Sean and I recap uh, Squid Game. And we're on episode three, The Man with the Umbrella. And before I get into the recap, Sean, do you have any, <laughs> last time you had some like overarching thoughts of that episode, do you have any on this one that you want to share? Uh, what I think is super impressive about this episode, and, and this section is just going to turn into me finding something to say is very impressive about the show because I really enjoyed it. Um, what I think is very impressive about this episode is in episode one, we get Red light, green light, which is a very kind of kinetic uh, game. And it's a very kinetic scene in the way that it's shot and the way it has the music playing over it. And it turns into like this, this, this very exciting and very, uh, very exciting sequence. And in this game, in this episode, we get another game that is the, the polar opposite of that. Like we won't, we, I won't get into it too much yet, obviously. Right. But it shows that no matter what game they're going to be playing, this show is going to have you on the edge of your fucking seat the entire time. Yes, I agree. I agree. It's a very good episode. It's a very I don't know that it hits the excitement heights of episode one in regards no. to the game, but I think it's good that it doesn't because I think what happens with the show is the first episode hits this like gruesome high and then the second episode gets away from the games for a second and gets some character, good character moments. We're still there's still some gruesome parts there, but then this it's almost like a restart, right? So and so instead of going like right to volume level nine like they did with episode one, they can start at a six and move its way up. And I think I think that's a really good way of doing it. I, I I was really impressed with how they did that throughout the series. I also think this episode proves how good episode two is. By at the in the game in the episode at the end of episode one, you're really hyper focused. You're like, oh man, I really hope Gihan makes it, right? Right. And maybe also you're kind of like, this old dude's cool and funny. I like him. I really hope he makes it. And maybe you're like, Sing Woo, Song Woo is is cool, and I, I hope like probably lesser because we really didn't have a whole ton of him at that point. By the time you get to the game in this episode, you are fearing for every single character's life. Yeah. And that is built almost entirely on the backbone of episode two, I think. Definitely. Anyway, so let's get to the recap. Mm -hmm. uh, we start the cold open is um, our man, our, our hot, our hot cop man, Junho. Hot, sexy cop man. 
following Gihun's Gihan's van. I know I said Gihun. Gihan's van. Gihun's. I'm saying it weird. Anyway, his van, and that you can see all the vans getting onto a big barge, um, on its way to an island. And uh, Junho gets under one of the vans and uh, rides it to get onto the barge itself. Uh, this is where the show gets a little into diehard territory. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. This guy's obviously a very fit, trained individual. He's a detective. Very handsome man. Handsome. Not really related <laughs> to what I was saying, but yes, he's handsome. <laughs> How feasible is it, do you think, to hang on the bottom of a car like that for any period oh, of time? Oh, uh, I, I, no. For you, no, is what you're saying? Oh, for me? Yeah. Uh, I, I, um, maybe I could hang there while it's stationary. As soon as it starts to move, I'm gone. Yeah. Well, it's not like it was going very fast, right? It's just slowly getting its way onto a barge. My concern with something like that is, okay, maybe I can get my feet and my hands into a position where I'm hanging, but then like, I feel like that takes a lot of strength and your back and ass are hanging and you're going to drag across the ground. And I don't know. I just feel like it's very, that'd be a very tough thing to do, but he does it. Yeah. Incredibly. And I really wanted to shout out um, in this section, the music that plays oh my God. while he's kind of scoping it out. And in the van. it's this very haunting, like piano theme that is, um, especially on my second watch, I was really enamored by, uh, the music in the show we've said multiple times is very good, but that specific song I really took note of the second time watching through, and I thought it was just uh, perfect. So he get the, after the cold open, he they show the vans and they're they're inspecting the uh, the contestants, and he hops into one of the vans and plays plays dead kind of, and they have this this weird scanner that they can just scan behind someone's ear. And it sends all their info to a computer system. Yeah. What, what uh, is this technology, Sean? Uh, well, I mean, we see later on that, like, they're changing them and stuff after they've been... I, I assume they they injected them with something, some kind of chip, mm, when, okay. when they came on the first 5G, time. 5G, maybe. Yeah, they, they gave them the 5G when they, when they came on earlier. And there's some lines later on that I think also suggest that that's the case. Okay. I wanted to talk about with this scene because this is the first time we get the scope of how maybe not the first time, because I guess the end of episode one, when you see like they're on an island, it's like, holy shit. But the scope of this operation is insane. Like they have a giant fucking boat and all these cars are driving like on the docks. Like it's it's a really big operation. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it's. One of the first times that you realize, oh shit, there's some serious stuff behind this. For sure. For sure. So he he obviously gets caught when his neck gets scanned because it doesn't have a readout for him. Mm -hmm. And so he fights the guard and subdues him, but the vans are rocking when this is going on. And Don't I, come I, knocking. Right. Well, <laughs> don't come knocking. And I... <laughs> And maybe I'm being like a, a weirdo pessimist right now because I feel like I kind of am because I'm pointing out all these weird inconsistencies, but no one noticed that van rocking like that. Again, this is when the show gets a kind of diehardy action movie. Mm -hmm. I I love handsome, sexy cop man. Um, 
as he is, I think his legal name is. Yes. But his storyline is definitely the least feasible, I think. Yeah. There's a lot to there's a lot of questions it brings up. Uh the least the least of which being why no one noticed the van <laughs> Hey man, they've they've heard it. Don't come knocking, dude. They yeah, know. I guess they knew. I, the, uh, yeah, whatever. So uh, and and there is actually a line in a later episode that maybe they thought something weird was going on there. Um, so he Ooh. jokes the guy out, changes into his uniform, and when I first watched this, I was like, the the actor to me looks similar enough to the cop actor that he like mm-hmm. throws overboard. That I was like, wait, did he lose? I, I'm confused because he mm-hmm. puts he puts the other clothes on him. But then I was like, okay, wait, no, I I'm stupid. I'm just a dumbass. But he dumps the guy over the edge. He's in the uniform. And we get our first little like look into like how the hierarchy of these uh, soldiers work where they ask him what he's doing. And he says, I got seasick. Or no, they don't ask him. They just say, uh, I don't remember what they say, but they don't ask him a question because that would break the that he'd be able to speak then. But they just say something to him. And he goes, I was got seasick. And he goes, did you forget the rule? You're not supposed to speak unless you're told to go up into the into the ship or whatever so it is a very important single little line of dialogue that throws into question i think the entire nature of the organization uh because now it it makes the 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 workers and the and the guards and everything there's there's more going on there than maybe is initially expected so then we also see um them as you alluded to earlier, uh, the contestants being dressed into their uniforms. And during this, we remember that number 67 is still alive and or still awake and alive. And she yeah. does this little maneuver where she drops the knife into one of the guards pockets. So they don't catch it on her. And then as they're laying her back down, she reaches in and pulls it out. And this is quite a sleight of hand trick, Sean. Dude, she rolled an at 20. What can I tell you? I guess. I guess she has a very high sleight of hand uh, bonus modifier. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, wow, she really did that, huh? Um, She's probably got expertise in it as well. Yeah, so, you're I mean, right. She is a rogue after all. Yeah, um, for sure. Uh, None of that meant anything if you don't know how D&D works. Yeah. Woohoo! Yay. <laughs> so... She's got a knife on her and um, everybody kind of wakes up and we, we actually see when we, when we wake up back into the room where everybody sleeps, we get it from the um, point of view of uh, number one, our old man. Yeah. Yeah. Gihan's trying to wake him up and Gihan goes, Hey, I thought you were dying. Like, and the old man is so excited to see Gihan, which it, is such a stark contrast to episode one when he was like, Hey, can you leave me alone? I'm trying to count. Yeah. Uh, and they, they bonded when they had some, uh, uh, ramen and, and drinks together, apparently. And then Sung Woo walks up and also a Lee and, um, they decide to form an alliance and, uh, Gihan kind of compares it to military, the military. They're at boot camp and which apparently, Apparently, Lee doesn't know what a boot camp is. <laughs> he said, what, uh, what, what is a training camp? What's a boot camp? I don't know how he doesn't know that, but. Well, this, this is something that I, I actually took notes about. Uh, first of all, 
They they do say the specific number of people that came back is 187. Yes, very true. Thank you. Uh, but it's a it's 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 something I thought about because if if anybody listening doesn't know, I'm not gonna get super into it because it's a very complicated process and I'm not super educated on it. But South Korea does have a type of mandatory military service, so right. it makes a ton of sense to me. For Gihan and Sang Wu to, to like be comparing this to what they learned, and presumably they both look fit enough that they would have gone through that mandatory military service. Um, and Ali, not presumably not having grown up in South Korea, not being, you know, I presume whatever country he's from probably doesn't have the same the same thing. I don't remember if they say what country he's from. I think they do later on, but I don't remember. They do, what yeah. It but uh, I just, I, it's such a, it's not even a detail that's written into there consciously. It's just something of the culture to where maybe a, an American viewer would be kind of confused by why that's what they jump to. Yeah. Uh, in, in a way that I think is really interesting and just highlights like there are, uh, there are some things that might get, cause we talked a lot about last episode, how, it's very it's very universal in a lot of ways. Yeah. And there are some things that might not translate 100% culturally. Like, obviously, people are going to understand the concept of, of the military, but I don't think everybody's going to think about the mandatory military service. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, we also catch up with uh, Doc Su, mm-hmm. and he is talking to... 67 and inviting her to join his crew because they used to work together and she insults the shit out of him. Yeah. Get fucked. She, she, she calls him a, a dumbass. Um, I think a revolutionary dumbass is yeah. what she says. Yeah. She uh, says, uh, where I call, where I come from, we have a name for you, a uh, revolutionary dumbass or something, yeah. or dumbass revolutionist or something like that. Yeah. And, she tells the other guys in his crew, hey, you shouldn't work with him. He's going to backstab you kind of thing. And right as he's about to attack, uh, 212 comes in. Uh, yes. She's very strange. And um, she says Daksu is cute and she wants to join his crew and he declines her at this point. And then she also... she's just uh, she's a very hard character to pin down what her motivations are um other than that maybe she's just insane uh (laughs) like that i I remember this scene being like man i'm gonna like this character because the way she's introduced and how she's like um he's like what are you good at and she goes everything except for the things that i'm not good at yeah that's her catchphrase it's it's the got it memorized of this show yeah and I'm she like, says Dang. it like three or four times and you go, ah, really? Is this a, <laughs> you're like the first time it was cool and fun. Uh, yeah. Two, three, four. I don't know. Um, and uh, boy, was I wrong about her when I, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't like this character, Mike. You know, I remember feeling the same way you did. I was like, oh, that was cool that she helped her, you know, cause she did, but yeah. then she kind of is like, she's dismissive of her right afterwards. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what's her deal? And then more and more you go, oh, okay. Uh, mm, okay. <laughs> uh, so we also, we get we get to see a little more of our, our hot cop man trying to adjust 
to the life of not knowing what the fuck he's doing, right? And yeah, he goes, we're doing he, remarkably well. Yeah, he luckily has a key that says what number he is. He's number 29. 29, yeah. And, and luckily he went in the right direction. Yes. Like, can, can you imagine if he, like, he walked by it by accident? Right. And he's like, oh, well, uh, you know, actually, or I have to imagine there's more than one hallway with worker rooms. I feel like there's right. probably too many people for there to be one. Right. If he went down the hallway with, like, the hundreds and he's like, oh, shit, I gotta. Nope, I uh, gotta. I'm, I'm in 29. Oh, I'm here, 29. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 28 gives him a strange look. Yes. You can tell through body language. And he goes into his room and he realizes he is under camera surveillance. And he's not allowed to leave his room without his mask and uh, not allowed to leave his room period and not allowed to talk to the other soldiers. It's very it's, interesting. Yes. It's very interesting. And I, I kind of just finish up what he does. Um, for the most part, he eats his food. He finally takes his mask off to eat his food when it's delivered. And then at night when it's nighttime, he puts his head under blanket to check his phone and he starts typing in notes on his phone. Just, just details about where they are and what's going on. Um, and it, it, I don't think they, they talk about the fact that he doesn't have service, but it's later shown and it's implied that he's not able to communicate with anybody where he is. Mm -hmm. Like the notes are for later when he does have service. Right. Right. So he can remember everything that's going on overnight Two twelve wants to use the restroom. And it's this big scene where she's just yelling at the guards about not letting her use the restroom. And she swears she's going to piss on the ground if they don't let her out. Yeah, and uh, she in the dub she goes, "It's gonna be a waterfall out here." <laughs> I think she says that in the sub too. Or no, no, you're right. In the sub she says waterfall. In the dub she says, "I hope y'all like rain." Oh the, my her, god, her dub is really terrible. It's the the actress is really over the top. Anyway, they finally permit her to go to the bathroom, but also sixty seven joins her. Interestingly enough, and we see uh, two twelve hop into the stall, and she starts reach reaching into her cooter, and yeah. <laughs> pulls, pulls out a condom covered case with some cigarettes in it because she wanted to smuggle those in. Very very interesting lady we got here. Her her prison wallet, if you will. Uh, <laughs> and she's interrupted by uh, sixty seven, who points a knife at her and says, "Stay there." And she starts to hop on her shoulder and open up the vent. And she tells her, hey, if you help me, I'll tell you anything I see. So in a scene that I, I don't know that this would really work in real life, but she starts again, crawling die through. Hard. Yeah, again, it's very diehard. She starts crawling through and the 212 woman starts screaming that she's constipated and not to come in. Um, And I think yeah. the guard would have just went in. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, the entire thing is very suspect, yeah. uh, I think for sure. So, uh, 67 crawls through the vent, she almost gets, uh, she has a rat on her and she almost blows her cover because there's a rat, but she sees them mixing something and she later remarks that it smelled like sugar. Did, um, so, did, did you have any fucking idea what was going on with no that scene? Because I, no yeah, I, I was like, I don't... I don't know why we're doing this, if I'm being honest. I really thought she was, I was like, oh, we're going to get some more insight into the workers and like the organization. And I guess maybe like, you know, for South Korean audiences, this might play better. But for yeah. me, I was just like, what? Why like, did we do uh, well, this? I mean, they, I mean, they got to make up food, right? <laughs> you know, I was yeah, just like, yeah, what? me too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> 
oh, they're mixing something in a kitchen. Hmm. Yeah, Very I, suspect. I, I think at one point I was like, is, is this Breaking Bad? Like, what? Yeah, what, what making meth? What's going on here? Yeah. So <laughs> she gets back, and they, they get back unscathed. And she, uh, as they're going back to their beds, uh, 212 is asking her, hey, you told me you'd see what you tell me what you saw. And Sung Woo overhears this. Yes. So the next morning comes. They get their breakfast. One individual, number 111, who we haven't met yet, gets a, in his food, he finds a small pink note that says, that we don't know what it says yet, but he finds a small yeah, pink no. note. Um, and we also get uh, our, our sexy cop man waking up and putting on his uniform and going out there. And he just kind of follows some people and hopes for the best there. And so, uh, it doesn't turn out well for him, but we'll find that out later. Yeah, I have such a dumb note about the breakfast scene. Um, Sing Woo, Song Woo doesn't eat breakfast, which is a really dumb note, but I also don't eat breakfast. Mm. So for some reason, like, I just, I don't know, I, I just, I don't eat breakfast in the mornings. And so for some reason, I was like, man, I don't see that a lot in television. You felt, you felt seen. I felt seen in the dumbest way possible. <laughs> it's just the most meaningless, stupid, unimportant, like, you're dumb for bringing it up kind of way. I was like, man, I also don't eat breakfast. You just I, reminded I, me of one of my favorite parts, actually, that I forgot about. When they're getting the food, they're given, like, some, oh, yeah. some sort of bread and, and milk. Yeah. And Gihan is like, hey, gee, anyway, you have chocolate milk? You know, white <laughs> milk doesn't really sit right with me, which makes no sense. No. But, um, he, he's, you know, the guy just stares at him. He doesn't even say anything. So he takes it. And number one says, you must have been spanked a lot as a child. And he, Gihan's like, well, how, how did you know that? And he goes, my son was the same way, friend. And I was like, that's a fun moment between the two of them, you know. That's um, interesting. Is that what it says in the dub, specifically him being spanked? Yeah. What does it say in the sub again? I believe in the sub, you must have been knocked down a lot by your dad. Mm. Yeah, it which says is spanked. an interesting difference. It says spanked in the in the in the um in the dub, which I must not have been reading at that point when I was rewatching mm. it. But um, yeah, yeah. But I just like that moment between the two of them. I, I, I do I as well. Fun. I, I, the first time watching through, I'm I'm so dumb. I was like, oh, that's what they were making last night. Yeah. Yeah, they made the milk. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say the bread. <laughs> they made, they the, made milk. the milk, Sean. <laughs> they just shirted you know, it up dude. a little bit, right? It's yeah. fine. You know, you mix your milk in, in giant, yeah, in giant vats. Another, we're gonna move past that. And another fun character moment <laughs> I liked is when Sungwoo mentions he doesn't eat breakfast. He gives his bread to Ali, and Gihan, not to be outdone and want to be seen as the good guy, goes, "Oh, you could have my milk too." But we all know he didn't want to drink the milk anyway. Oh, he fucking. But he it. wanted. He wanted to be like, "Hey, look, I did something nice for you too, friend." You know, and it's. Just, I'm it's a just, hero. It's such a fun like character moment, like that. I just that that he's he's so consistent, you know, in how yes. he is. So, 
immediately after eating, they are said, hey, the next game's starting. Please, please follow. And while they're walking through the Dr. Seuss, MC Escher room, <laughs> yeah. uh, Sangwoo catches up with 67 and goes, hey, I know you saw something. Tell me. She says, why should I tell you? And he says, because I'm from here. You're not. And I might be able to tell you what's going on mm-hmm. because she's from North Korea. Yes. So we, we cut to where they're, they're in a playground where ever, there's I'm, giant uh, playground equipment. Really quickly, I, again, I, like I brought up last episode about certain scenes that were very impressive technically. The walk-in talk through the maze building is extremely impressive because just envision, okay, everybody, if you can, envision that room. And then envision somebody with a big-ass camera right. walking backwards. Up through the stairs. that maze, up the stairs, down the where to fucking through the hallway, like that. Yeah, and it's all one take that conversation, or at least a lot right. of it is. So I, I, I thought it was very impressive. I agree. I agree. I didn't think about it that way, but you're very right. Um, it's 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 very impressive. So we get we get out to our new playground area with giant playground equipment, giant slide, you know. And everybody's kind of like, what, what is this going to be? What is this going to be? And there are four shapes on the wall, a triangle, a circle, a star, and an umbrella. And they are asked to pick each shape. But Song Wu kind of puts things together here. He's reminded of being on the playground and the mixing sugar to create these honeycombs with different shapes on them. And so he has an idea what's going on, but he, interestingly enough, doesn't tell his teammates and, if anything, encourages them to make a terrible decision. (laughs) Yeah. So here's my question to you, Mike. You're sitting there. You're watching it for the first time. You get to this sequence. Which one did you think? Like, were you were you which one were you like? All right, that's where I'm going. I would I would probably say the star. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, that, just for the idea of, oh, I like stars. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, like they were yeah. all picking, besides Sangwoo, they were all picking sentimental reasons to pick. Like, they're different shapes. And I feel like I would be all about the star, you know? I, I was thinking that I was like, it definitely has. At first, I thought it was going to be the team. Like, I thought they were going to be split up into teams. Yeah. And so I thought it was going to be a thing of like, Oh shit, now they're all on opposite teams. Um, when I was thinking about which I would pick, I was thinking of either the circle or the triangle, and I didn't come to a decision about which one. Uh, one of those would have been really good. Uh, the other one, not so much. I mean, I think those are the two easiest ones. I think the circle would be kind of difficult. I think it'd be really easy to chip it. Yeah, I actually, I actually have something to say about that when we get to it. But okay, they all line up, and Sungwoo doesn't say shit to him, and uh, he picks the triangle, and Ali picks the circle because it reminds him of the moon where he comes from, <laughs> and then uh, Gion picks the umbrella because he's always forgetting his umbrella, and he actually mm. did that in the previous episode, yeah, which is why his daughter walked out on him punching her stepdad, yeah, and so then. Number one says, I'll take the star then. Uh, or you don't get to see stars nowadays as much nowadays, you know? So they all have their sentimental reasons for picking them. Number 67 notices Sang Wu going for the triangle and follows him because she goes, this guy knows something. 
Okay. And there's a specific moment where Song Wu stops Gihan and then is like, he never says, mind. Gihan, go on. Never mind. Which it's like, why yeah. wouldn't you? You know, I, I, I don't really understand. I think it is very telling of Song Wu as a character. Yeah, it is. We get a flashback from our, our doctor man once the game's revealed that his paper said honeycomb. So he also picked the triangle because he knew what was coming and it's revealed that they have to cut out the shape of their honeycomb without it breaking or chipping in 10 minutes. All right. So Gihan realizes this and goes, I'm fucked. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Like, like literally that's what he says, which is what's really funny is the fucking, the dub says I'm dead. I don't know why they didn't say fucked. Uh, That's strange. Yeah, very strange. There we are, and everybody starts getting to work on their on their shape, and they're given a small needle, and they got to chop through the parts. And uh, the first kill, oh my god, is what incredible! A, what an incredible uh, kill! It, it the guy cracks his on accident, and he looks up, and he's on. For some reason, he decided I'm gonna walk to the top of the slide <laughs> and do mine up here. <laughs> <laughs> Which doesn't make a lot when of I, sense, but it makes sense. When I get really... shot, this is gonna be so cool. Right. He's like, if I get shot, this is gonna be sick, dude. <laughs> so he gets shot right in the forehead and he slides down the slide and the blood trail follows him. And and then people start dropping like flies. Uh I don't think we yeah. it's revealed how many are killed in this game in this episode, but quite a few no, people. No, I don't die. think so. It's uh, it's one of those things where especially with like a, a task like this, as soon as one person goes down. So, like, here's my question to you, okay? This slide guy has just been killed. You're in the game, okay? Mm-hmm. Do you have the, like, the thought of being like, I'm going to stop for a second because there's a lot of gunshots. My hands are going to, like, I'm probably going to do, like, I'm probably not going to be at my most stable right now. There's a lot of people dying around me. Or are you trying to power through and, like, not freak out and make a mistake I think I'm trying accident? to block it out. Yeah, okay. I think I'm trying to uh, do my best without letting it spook me and just trying to focus on the, the task at hand. Now, does it work? I don't know, but I think that's what I'm doing. There's a shot right before the dude on the slide gets killed that I think is like, it's so horrifying where the, there's a person working on their, working on their, their honeycomb and they look up and the guard is just standing above them. Yeah. Watching staring them. At them. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah, like, Oh them. my God. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like the the game kind the games kind of get the some of these games are just like hey if you fuck up we're just going to shoot you right you know like and yeah. I think it's almost more brutal than the red light green light because of that because there are actual people standing there that yeah. you can see watching yeah. you and if you fuck up they're just going to shoot you instantly. There's no talking out of it. There's nothing, you know. And 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 I it just makes it it makes it a lot a lot yeah. more uh like, like you said earlier, it's a lot less of a kinetic thing like the red light, green light. It's more just dread, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our 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 mother, as 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 she was probably labeled the mother, uh, because she said she had a kid that she didn't name yet, or two twelve as I like to call her, she uh starts smuggling her lighter in and lighting her little uh, warming up her, her pin, her needle, uh cutting through cutting through these the, her shape pretty easily with the help of that. Uh, but she's like hiding under the slide to do it. 
so no one notices. But don't you think one of those guys would have noticed? So here's my question to you. Do you think the guards care? I guess I guess that's true. Maybe they don't. I do think like, um, I, I I don't know. I, I I honestly do not know if they would care. Here's what I think. I think the guards themselves wouldn't care, but I think the game master the 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 he the front would man? care. The front man, he would care. I, I don't know if all, they've called him that yet, but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I he I think he cares about the games being fair. Mm-hmm. Based on what we learned later, and I think he would have cared. But if That's he true. if if he didn't see it, I, I guess he didn't see it. Song Wu gets through his shape pretty easily. He's he's good. Ali finishes, but I feel like Ali chipped his. So I thought the same thing, and I watched extra careful this time. When he holds it up, it doesn't look like there's a chip in it. It, it looks, right, but when it's in his hands, it definitely looks like he chipped it. It, it does. Whether they they edited it or something, or it's just a trick of how he's holding it, I actually think that it might be like something to do with the way he's holding it in his hand. Mm. But regardless, when he holds it up to show it to the person, it looks like a complete round circle. So I think yeah. that's definitely what they. I don't know. Maybe they did it like fifty times, and they were like, "It, it fucking keeps breaking." Just, just, just don't worry about it. Yeah, just don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh. <laughs> Number 67 finishes hers. 212 finishes hers with lighter, and she slides the lighter to Doksu, who gets under the slide and starts using it himself. Uh, uh, number 111, our friend who had the tip, he finishes fairly easily because he had the triangle as well. And Gion starts panicking because he has the fucking umbrella. And why wouldn't you panic? Uh, <laughs> yeah, see, for real. They, sh- they show quite a few people where the umbrella breaks at the handle, and they yeah. just get shot, shot, shot. Gion starts sweating because why wouldn't you? And he realizes the sweat dripping onto the honeycomb uh, makes, wears it out. You can see through it more. And it's if melting he, it a little bit. Yeah, if he licks it on the back side where it's thinner on the, the groove, that he'll be able to get the umbrella out easier. And so he just starts licking the fuck out of this thing. Like a madman. Yeah, yeah. Like it's almost uncomfortable how much he licks <laughs> yeah, this yeah. thing, dude. And the and like, sound wow, design... Wow, wow, wow. The sound yeah. design is it's uncomfortable and at the same time kind of really impressive yeah. because the noise it makes is so accurate. It you know what it reminds me of the sound? What? Have you ever been licked by a cat? Yes. Yes. Or heard a cat lick itself? Oh, That's yes. Because cats tongues are so like um coarse. Yeah. Like, that's what it, the sound makes me think of, is licking a, yeah. a cat licking you. You're right. Like, oh, that's true. And I, I I had that thought the second time I watched it, and I was just like, it's like a cat. It's like a cat. It's like a cat. <laughs> you so everybody cat notices in. Gihan doing this, and they start to copy him, including the old man, and everybody just starts licking. Do um, you think people would copy him or do you think they'd be like that dude's lost his fucking mind and he's just he's just having a good time before he dies earlier on in the in 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 the this game he starts eating pieces of his honeycomb yeah and that to me is like okay he's just eating it but if they see like this like intentional yeah uh, that's true that's true licking i think people would start to catch on okay also during this we find junho is one of the guards in there and a superior comes up to him and says Number 29, you're on body, or what are you, you know, 
why are you here? And he goes, uh, and he goes, I was confused. And he goes, you're on body delivery. You shouldn't be here yet. And he goes, we'll talk about that confusion when the game is done. Wait here after. Ooh. And it's like, oh, yikes, he's in you, trouble. You think they were going to fucking kill him? I don't know what they were going to do. They were just waiting until all the people were gone? Yeah, maybe. I mean, spoilers, he doesn't die, so... Yeah, he's our sexy, handsome cop man. He doesn't die in the next episode, so I, I, I don't know what... I don't remember if they even say that. If they even do anything with that. Well... They they do. We'll get to it in a minute. Okay, I for, I for, I forgot then. Gihan gets it at the end. Number one gets there at the end. Uh, Duxu gets there at some point before that. So all the main characters we know escaped. There's one guy who's covering his honeycomb, and he goes, show me it, Ooh. one of the guards. And he quickly, as the guy's about to shoot him because it's broken, he stabs him in the eye with his pin, which... What a, a hell of a, a hell of a stab through that man. For real. For real. Yeah. And takes his gun and grabs another guard and starts holding him hostage. And all the guards are pointing the gun at him. And you can see the front man, as we uh. he's called, but we don't know that yet, uh, start walking down that direction. Dude, his mask and, is so fu- His entire costume is so fucking yeah, cool. It's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Uh, and as he's holding this guy hostage the guards turn around and gun down the rest of the competitors who weren't, were going to be killed anyway. What a fucking power play. Right. Like, what a, what a, like, cause it's, it's really good. They have two lines of the, of the enforcers, the people with the guns or whatever. And like in sync, the back line turns around all at once and guns everyone down and then just turns back and points back at him. It's well, and it's such a smart, uh, from a strategy standpoint, it's like, Hey, this one guy's out of control. You don't want any more no, people no. to deal with, you know? It's and it's horrifying and also impressive how like there's no order given, at least not that we can tell, you know? Mhm. It's just a uniform thing. I don't know. Right. It's it's a It's like they've been trained to what to do in this situation. Yes. It's a visually intriguing moment is how I would describe it. So that happening, the guy holding the guard hostage tells him to take off his mask. So he does. And he has him turn around, and it is a very young male person. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess they're implying he's, e- he's either in his late teens or early 20s. And he goes, you're so young. What did they do to you? And the guy decides, you know what, the fuck this, and takes his own life and shoots himself <laughs> yeah. in the head. I'm I'm out. Peace. Yeah. Good. Says, good luck. This is, this is too weird. I'm I'm done. <laughs> this is too weird. This is too weird for me, man. I'm out. <laughs> uh, Look, you, I you, I saw that Mike Myers Cat in the Hat movie, and and this is yeah. this is beyond that. I'm I'm gone. You really hit him with the SpongeBob. I'm out. Um, <laughs> so the uh, front man gets there and immediately shoots the guard in the head that took his mask off and says. Remember, if they see your face, you're dead. Fucking insane way to the, end the episode. And again, just any time the, that the, the staff is on screen in this episode, it just raises more questions about what the structure of all yep. this is. And the episode ends with uh, Jun-ho reaching down and grabbing the mask of the dead, uh, of the dead guard. Yes. Which is so, a different shape. 
It's a different shape. And this was the guard that said that they would talk about it afterwards. Oh, see, I he hears that. he hears them talk about it. Like he hears the as he's looking down at it, he hears the person say, we'll talk about this afterwards. Oh, see, and I, then I he heard reaches that, down and grabs click it. with me for some reason. I was just like, oh, yeah. When are yeah, they going to no. talk about it? <laughs> I mean, I, I guess they never outright say it, but that's definitely how I took it. That was the guy that's that was going to. I, I like rewatching this episode. I was like, wait, did they ever even talk about that again? But that makes sense that that was the guy who died. Because mm-hmm. he was uh, one of the is, dudes in charge. This is lining up for me now. Okay. Which I wonder if this is. Ooh, ooh. Do I hadn't thought about this? Because we know the triangles all carry like like submachine guns or something. Mm-hmm. Do all the squares have a revolver? Because the guy mm-hmm. that shoots in the room in episode two to get everybody to calm down is a square, and he also has yep. a revolver. That's true. I wonder if that's a thing. It might be. Makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that that's where the episode ends. Um, yeah, I had I had one other thing I wanted to pick on that we kind of scooted over. Okay. Well, when uh, when when sexy cop man was trying to sleep, he hears. Oh yes. He hears coughing, a very very like like intentional. Very rhythmic. Uh, yeah, very rhythmic. Maybe not seemingly intentional, like in 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 the context of the show, but definitely like when you're watching it, they're showing it to you. It's very much like, oh, they're showing me this for a reason. You know? Right. Yep. Um, did you pick up on what that was then? Because I did not. No, I did not. I just thought okay. uh I, I knew they wanted us to notice it, but I didn't know why. Yeah. Um and I thought maybe it was like, oh, they're implying someone's sick or something. You know what I mean? Like, I, that, yeah, I didn't know where it was going. But yeah, in, I, in, in hindsight, it's oh, yeah. duh. <laughs> yeah, I, I was on the same. I was on the same page. I was curious. So who was your uh, MVP this episode, Sean? <sighs> this episode MVP. Uh, it's got to be it's got to be main character, right? It's got to be um, Gihan. Gihan. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he does kind of lead quite a few people to victory. Like I uh, so who, uh, old guy would be dead without him. I think that's true. That is true. Um, old guy to be dead. I think. I think it's implied quite a few people followed his strategy and made yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's implied that any umbrellas made it besides him though. No, he's he's too good for that dude. Yeah, they they don't show any of that. You know, I want to give it to number sixty-seven, and be, because without her going into the vent. Oh yeah. And then telling Song Wu, I don't know that Song Wu puts it together. That's a good point. But here's my question. Does it fucking matter if Song Wu gets it? Because he Just doesn't share it with anybody anyway. That's true. I, That's true. I, I guess definitely... 067 might die then. Yeah, she might die. And he's definitely the least valuable player of the episode. Yeah, because he d- he's he withheld an info from his team. Yeah, For... from his, his unit. And like for no particular reason, it didn't. It wasn't. It didn't put him at a disadvantage if all of them were triangles. It just. It. It. It solely feels like more people. Like the pot might get bigger if this happens. Yeah. You know, uh, at least that's how it feels to me. Well, and it's like, it's not. It doesn't seem like they put a cap on how many people could pick a shape. No, no, they didn't. 
you know, and so, and he even goes like he's going to tell Gihani, I don't do this. And then he goes, ah, never mind. It's okay. Yeah. We'll see where that goes and, and why he is the way he is. But even knowing what I know, I don't, I guess if you're, if you're just going with the idea that he just wants to eliminate people in any way possible, and maybe this is the easiest way to eliminate his kind of friend. I guess if you put it that way, I'd go, okay. I, yeah, I kind it, of understand. It just seems like a really fucked up thing to do. It does. It does, definitely. Especially when they've characterized him as someone who isn't necessarily a bad person, but very uh, just not good with money and mm-hmm. put his mom in a terrible place by putting her house and shop uh, up to to bet money on, basically. Um, but he doesn't seem like he's someone who's a terrible person. No, th- again, this is a this is a this is definitely a, a difficult thing to talk about. Um, right, but I think it feels in line with the character as it progresses, and I think this is maybe one of the first steps in it, and that's why he's like he contemplates telling Gihan about it. Yeah, I agree. Um. I did just remember also one more thing that I forgot about the episode. Uh, I was talking about the the track. They might have put tracking things in these people the first time they got here. Uh, There's also a bit earlier on where the front man is told that um, how many people got back and he tells the person to keep surveillance on the rest. Yes. So I I think they have a way to track them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I I knew that's what you meant when you said that earlier, too. And I was like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're probably right. They, They have a way of tracking these guys. What would be your? We talked about like a little bit while we were while we were doing, going like. Which one would we have picked going into it? Once you get into the game and did you know honeycomb get it out without breaking it? How, what's your strategy for it? Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie and pretend I'd be like yo I'd start licking it right away. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I would not. I I wouldn't see. This is not something I've ever done before, so it's kind of no. tough to immediately go this is what i would do or this is what i wouldn't do with this kind of thing i'm i'm very impatient and so i think i would be like i'd be more forceful than a lot of people were with it yeah i i think they're ve- they're very much just like scraping it and like mm-hmm. i think i think you got to put a little more force behind that needle you know yeah no i agree and, and if you if you have the umbrella obviously you know, you got to be more careful. So here's my question about the umbrella. Maybe I'm just like a total fucking pessimist. I, I feel like if I got the umbrella and I learned what I'd have to do, what I have to do, I just shove the fucking thing in my mouth and be like, all right, I'm going to have something good before I die. I, I don't yeah. know if I'd even try if I'm being honest. Like <laughs> at that point with the star, I'd probably try I'd be like, maybe I can get this with well, the I- umbrella. I feel like I'd give up immediately. I think I'd also start biting some of the edges off. Yeah, yeah. Like no that, one, that no one was sense. really using their teeth as a weapon there, you know. Yeah, and that's yeah, a smart. Pre- that's a smart strat. I I wasn't even really thinking about that. Like I guess I I I don't know the exact consistency of these things, but like that's true. I feel like you they could bite tough. off a good chunk with your teeth. If you're using a, if you're if you're using like a needle and you're not going all the way through it as you scrape at it, I feel like they got to be pretty tough. Yeah. I know. I guess if I could line my front teeth up with the groove, and certain yeah, parts, I feel like that's a risk. I feel like that's a risk. I, it I is might a chip, risk. 
I might bite away at like the edges. But I don't know if I'd get so close to the grooves. But what I'm saying is maybe just grind your teeth in it. Mm, grind your teeth in it? Maybe, like, but is... You know, teeth are strong. Is that so different from just using the needle then? A little bit. I think you cover more bit. surface area, and I think that okay. it's stronger than it. Now, do you think maybe the grooves are a little too precise for that, that covering more surface area won't help you? I, I think we're getting you know really saying? deep on this, but... I think that's the purpose of what we're doing here, right? Yeah. Isn't that? Uh, it depends on the shape, is what I would say. That's true. That's also true. My thought... Like the top of the umbrella you could do that with, the bottom you could not. Yeah. Uh, fuck the umbrella. I'm I'm gone. I'm yeah. <laughs> not even trying. Any other shape, my thought is... Um, Start, get a good, get a good, like, uh, get a good way through on the front, flip it over and line the needle up with the backside and go from the back. That's the thing too, is it was like this revelation that Gihan found out it could like, that it was, that it was thinner at the back. Yeah. And it's like, why wouldn't you at one point go from the back? Like it, it is clearly much thinner there. I'd never think to lick to melt it. But as I was watching, I was like, flip it over. And I was thinking about, like, flip it over and go from the back now. Right. So that would be my strategy. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Maybe, maybe even, this is pretty aggressive. Oh, okay. But maybe okay. even put the needle in a groove and then kind of do a chisel action with mm-hmm. your other hand. Mm-hmm. Like a hammer Ooh. thing. Ooh. And the only thing is, if that goes wrong, that could maybe break the whole shape for you, you know? Yeah, that's true. Do you think you could do it in 10 minutes? Because that's yes. a time limit. Yeah. Yes. I would say yes, because. Um, You're built different. No, I just don't. I think 10 <laughs> minutes is enough time, depending. Like, maybe not for the umbrella. That's that. Yeah. The umbrella is tough. Yeah. Um, but I think the other shapes, 10 minutes is feasible. If you guys want to tell us. Yeah, we want to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I want to know what everybody's strategy is for this. So jump in the Discord. Again, link to do that is in the bio. Go to the go to the Squid Pro Quo discussion channel mm-hmm. and, and tell us how you would get through the situation and uh, we'll read it on a future episode probably. Yes, we will. Or alternatively, like I said, if you don't like Discord for some reason, you can email us at squidboys. Uh, SPQ at gmail.com. Squid boys. Squid boys. Squid pro quo. SPQ. Uh, the boys is B O I Z. Squid boys. SPQ at gmail.com. And we As will it also, be. we will also read and uh, talk about your strategy on air if you'd like, or if you just want to like say hi to us, you can do it. You can do that too. Your thoughts on the episodes, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. We want to hear anything you guys have to say. We, we love feedback. Uh, Sean, where can people find you? You guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. Everything that I do is in my bio or I retweet it or whatever. Just, you know, uh, at Sean underscore AFK. And you can find me at Spike Getty Bros on Twitter and on twitch.tv slash Super Spike Getty Bros where me and my brother Jason uh, stream and stuff. We also have a YouTube channel and other, other things like the Discord, but you guys know about that already. Sean... I believe uh, it is time to end this episode and I am willing to end it. Are you also willing to end this episode? I agree. Uh, I think it is time to terminate the episode.
let's terminate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.